I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. All right, Tuck, for, uh, for the summer of 2022, we decided to go with uh, our special episode number three. This time around, we're doing Mexican-style lagers brewed right here in the great state of Texas. I'm very excited about this one. We're going to do it very similar to the way we did the last two special episodes. We're going to try what's considered the classic uh, Mexican-style lager, which will be Corona. Of course. Um, And then we are going to try four different um, Texas craft beers. We're going to do Shiner Oriale which is O-R-A-L-E, probably mispronouncing that. Probably. Uh, RARS Adios Pantalones, uh, which is a salted lemon lime. The only one of the four that I've had, I really love it. I really am very, very curious, will I be able to pick it out from, I, from these others? I know. I'm, I'm curious. That's the only one I've had as well, although there's one I've had a different version of. Okay. Uh, Tups Salted Lime. Uh, Tups is out of... McKinney. McKinney. And Deep Ellum Brewing's Cadillac Bandito. Now, they have a Nito Bandito, which is their uh, normal um, Mexican lager. The Cadillac Bandito is a salted lime with Texas blue corn, um, which which uh, the reason the corn is important, I'm going to let you explain that when you kind of go over the history. Uh, a brief. A brief. very brief history. And then we'll kind of share our... Uh, Mexican lager experiences. Okay. So you did actual book research. Uh, for the record, my research it comes entirely from uh, the majority of the 90s going to uh, South Padre and Matamoros, Mexico on spring break. Uh, so, yeah. That sounds uh, quite informative. Oh, yes. Uh, to my father-in-law who listens to all of our podcasts, I, of course, was the responsible one. Never did anything dumb. I'm sure. Well, in Padre. All right. So... So, just a little bit of background about Mexican-style lagers. They've been around, uh, really, since the late 19th, early 20th century. That uh, What I found out was interesting to me is that they really are borrowed from Vienna-style lagers. And, and so, there's over time, there have been two distinct styles that have uh, grown up in Mexico, really, over the last, uh, I guess it's more... Oh, 100 to 115 years. And the first style is more of a, it's called a, a Clara lager, which as the name sort of suggests, it's a clear, bright, and light beer. Uh, it uh, is compared to the alternative would be an Obscura. That is uh, what uh, a Mexic- Mexicans would refer to as a dark beer. And then uh, the alternative that really got things rolling in Mexico in the early 20th century were uh, the Vienna lagers. And that's uh, a lot of what you'd be familiar with. Uh, your Sol, your, um, what else, Modelo, your Pacifico. A lot of those are your uh, based off of their take on a Vienna-style lager. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, some of the more classic ones you said, Soul. Do you have a particular favorite? Type? Actually, I do, and it's Soul. Is it? Uh, Soul is uh, that was it came out. It it had been around for a long time. It went out of production, 
And in 93, they brought it back. Right. And uh, 95 is about the first time I started going down to Padre, and it was all over the place. They were marketing more towards the younger crowd. I can, um, yeah, I can imagine. And it's, uh, I live actually down the street from a Mexican supermarket, and they have a lot of soul. And uh, one of the other kind, one of the things they're doing that I really like is uh, micheladas, which okay. is the salt, tomato, spices. Uh, they have a really good michelada. It's, it's one of my favorites with clamato. Okay. Uh, very delicious. But um, some of the other ones, you have Bohemia. Dos Equis. Dos Equis. Probably my favorite. Um, you have Victoria. Um, what else? Pacifica, which yes. is another one of my favorites. Bohemia. Souls actually started out in the late 19th century. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the oldest. Yes, but it did go out of production for a little, I think. So. I'm not 100%, but I, I remember reading that somewhere. But yeah, the biggest one, of course, is your Coronas. And Corona Light's one of the top-selling beers here. Yes. But very, not at all popular in, in Mexico. Mexico. Uh, so really, the, the lighter beers are, the light beers, are more of a, an American sort of taste. Right. Right. And in, in the research, and I'll, I'll just conclude with this, it was interesting because we're going to try this as well as we go along. Found out the whole, uh, you know, Corona with a lime, Mexican-style uh, beer with a lime, very much a, an American tradition. It, it is, and, and with the, the, they use maize, correct? In the in, beer. In the beer-making process, they use yes. a lot of maize. A lot of people think it has a, a skunky beer flavor, and so they started saying, you know, use lime, and it does kind of cut that. So I believe our plan is we're going to try it without lime in it. Yes. And then we have some limes, and we're going to try the second sip with lime. Yes. Uh, and just see how much it changes. I know Corona, to me, changes a lot when you add the lime. Some, not as much. You know, it's it's interesting you brought up with the maize. As in my research, they add maize flakes to the malt in, in the production of the beer. And so just intrigued by that. I don't think I've ever run across that before, that uh, that was... that. Corn essentially is used in beer production like that. I know some do, like you know the the, the it was the uh, Cadillac Bendito mm -hmm. has the Texas Blue Corn. I think it's just not as common uh, with corn being just more popular here. But um, I know I, I know there's a couple of American ones that do have some corn in them, but I can't think okay off the top of my head. But I, I know Mexican beers are the big ones with the maize, and I really I like the flavor of Mexican lager. I know some people it's just. They need a lot of lime. Okay. I, no, I am really, I, I, I'm a fan, and I've really become a fan of, of these Texas breweries and their take on the classic Mexican lager. Tuck, uh, let's just finish this off uh, with father-in-law-appropriate father uh, brief rundown. What did you learn about Mexican beer down on the uh, South Texas coast? Um, I know there is, and I won't say how. I know there is a certain amount you can bring across the border from Mexico before they um, tax you heavily and ask you a lot of <laughs> questions. Um, one of the years I went, I was one of the few that was 21 uh, or over 21. So I did have to, to apparently look like a very... Like just a complete drunkard. Um, just boxes of, of cases of Corona. So you were and the Corona mule? Yes, I was the Corona mule. The only kind of mule, just to be sure we're, we're on the same page. Um, that, But yes, I, I do know there is a certain limit where they, they made me go in a building. And I talked to some nice 
uh, customs officials who. Oh, that's very appropriate. Actually, there was a, actually quite a few of us college students that that uh, that April. Difficult, uh, difficult to believe. Yes, I know. But uh, most of my research is that I've learned that I really enjoy uh, uh, Mexican beer. Um, from what I've recalled. <laughs> so, yes, my research is, is very fuzzy and hazy memories. Well, let's get to Corona right, then. Let's try the Corona. So, Tuck, I just poured the uh, Corona Extra. Yeah. And uh, how does it look in the glass? It is a very clear, uh, yellow, almost no head. No head, um, yeah. yeah. It is sadly that... Uh, that Color that makes me. I know. Uh, yeah. Yes. Nervous. Yes, but I, I watched pour it out of the can. Yes. It smells like a Corona. So uh, we're gonna first sip. We'll try it without the lime. Then we'll put a little lime in there. So cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And tastes like a Corona. It's a very light tasting beer. Um, you can, you can taste a little something different, and I believe that's the, the corn. Like, there is a... Yeah, there's a Christmas to it, like, mm-hmm. that uh, resembles a lot of uh, Pilsners. But then there's a little something... Yes. That, and, and, and I believe that is the maze. All right. Um, to the lime. Yes. Freshly cut limes. Thanks, Tack. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me use the world's dullest knife. I was not allowed to use their good knives. Uh, they don't trust me, so... Here goes. Alright. I do like the Corona better with the lime. The lime adds a little something. I do, um... Yeah. I mean, I like Coronas, but they're kind of a... I don't want to say plain, but they're... There's not a lot going on. They're very simple. You know, I know it's the most popular... It's not my go-to. No. If I'm at a Mexican restaurant and I'm not ordering a Shiner, because I really like Shiner with my Mexican food, but if I'm not, it's a Dos Equis. Do you, uh, by the way, do you prefer Dos Equis green or Dos Equis brown? It's the amber. The amber. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I do too, actually, especially uh, with Mexican food. Yes. Uh, yeah, and Dos Equis is in any sort of Mexican restaurant, if they don't have soul, which is my favorite, I do... I like that or Bohemia. Okay. So I think I like the amber, the little darker ones, a little bit better. They have a little more complexity to them. Right, right. All right. Mm. Well, with that, I, I agree. Just briefly, I, I didn't mention this. Better with the lime in it. Yes. Still not going to Corona. Not, no. gonna, not, not a go-to. No, but it is, I mean, it is the standard... That all the other ones, I guess, should get judged by. And I think most of them are going to be... But on that note, I think, yeah, that, that's what I've noticed about these Texas uh, te- the Texas craft breweries that are producing Mexican-style lagers. They're producing outstanding beers that certainly top this, I think. But I we'll too. see. I we'll see. Too. All right. Uh, on to the taste test. All right, Tech, we're recording... And, uh, which is ironic. Yes. Because I have a, uh, an admission to make. We just finished tasting all four beers with and without limes. And I managed somehow not to hit record. Yes. You did hit record after we finished. No, that's not. Well, I hit stop 
or so I thought. Which actually started recording. Yes, so, while we were taking notes. Yes, yeah, so it was us sitting in silence going over <laughs> our notes and then saying, well, which one did you pick first? <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, um, first of all, I'd like to say I had nothing to do with this. I'll take this one, Tuck. Okay. Um, I'll take the blame for the other ones. What we're going to do is we're going to describe the cans in no order. So this is not the order that they're in. We still don't know what it is. Right. We still don't know one through four. And we're going to then go over the notes over one, two, three, and four. Uh, the notes that we have, describe what it was like. If you want to know what it was like, uh, just listen to the, the, the right before this, uh, this, when we drank the Coronas, there is us drinking the beer then I say, now squeezing the limes, and then us drinking some more, and kind of giving you our initial thoughts. We will try to recreate it as close as possible, uh, both what it was like with and without the lime, and then we'll give you our ranking. So, so uh, we're just going in alphabetical order here. That's the, the, the first. Way. The first can is Adios Pantalones. Um, let me just mention, it uh, looks like all Rar and Sons cans, basically, with the um, singular color, pretty much, although this has a little accent to it, which is really clever. We'll get to that in a second. And then the uh, almost shield, uh, black shield that they have on all of their cans, at least all of them I'm familiar with, that says Rar and Sons, and then the name of the beer, Adios Pantalones. Uh, but what's clever is they have in the pink, the can is predominantly pink, they have shorts. Lots of shorts to be... Yes. Yes. Those would be your pantalones that you would be saying goodbye to. Yes, I do like that. Uh, that's a great can. It and is a phenomenal can. This is the one, like I said, I've had before. And honestly, I've never noticed there were boxer shorts on there. I didn't either, which really makes me feel bad. Yes. Yes, and this one is a session. Cerveza de session. Prost, y'all. Uh, yes, and it's with lemon lime. So the next one... Next one... Will be the uh, go ahead and grab the uh, Cadillac Bandito. Um, yes, this is the Deep Ellum Brewing, and this can is as a, is true of a, pretty much I think all Deep Ellum cans. It's exceedingly busy, not in a bad way. No, it's got a lot, and I love it. But there's a lot going on, and most importantly, you have a phenomenal Cadillac that uh, is a '70s Cadillac. With Longhorn um, on the front, you have a skull, you have, what is that? Is that an agave? Yes. Well, no, that's the, uh, originally they were in clay pots, the beers. Oh. And I believe, I believe, and I could just be making this up in my head, uh, that that is the clay pot. But Jim is missing the big detail, and that is who is leaning against the Cadillac. It is a Mexican luchador. Uh, the mask with an eagle on it. The whole thing. What's uh, he got in his hands, Tuck? He has got a... I believe that's a skull. What is that? Skull. Yeah, sugar skull. Yes. Yes. And I would like to say, uh, this does bring back one of my fuzzy memories. They do not like it when you try to cross the border wearing a luchador mask. <laughs> um, I will leave it at that. Uh, they do want you to take it off as you cross the border. Shocking. I know. Um, yes. But it says, uh, just prominently on the can, beer with sea salt and lime. Yeah. So. And this is the one that has the blue corn. Blue Texas, Texas blue corn? 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, because that's the last one on the list. So. All right. Yeah. And number three, Tuck, will you go ahead and grab the uh, Shiner? All right. We have a bottle. Yes. It's been yes. a while since we've had a bottle. Do you want to say it? Yeah. Oraye. Um, Oraye. And again, O-R-A-L-E probably said wrong. Um, it is... But it's uh, Shiner's Mexican-style cerveza. Which, I can't remember. Have they, have they done this before? No, well, they had one last year, okay. but it was not this. Okay. And so, something new in 2022. Yes, there are two... Um, well... Leopards. Yes. Yes. Uh, more like a, an Egyptian style? <laughs> Uh, King Tut. You mean the dance? Of, yes, the old King Tut dance. Or the walk, like, walk like an Egyptian. Um, that is what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, not much other things to many no. other things to say about the bottle, except you do have the. Uh, I do believe that's the agave plant yes, up that top. Yes, the agave plant. Yes, this is just a Mexican style cerveza. All right, All right and, and finally, can number four, beer number four. <laughs> Is tubs salted lime? Uh, what stands out? Um, you know what it looks like more than anything. It looks like a patterned when you cross the border and you're going into uh, Nogales or uh, what's right across the border in Texas? Mat- Matamoras. Yes. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, I just crossed in Arizona. Oh, uh, Juarez. There uh, you go. Yeah. Um, but, like, one of those blankets you would purchase. Yes, it does kind of look like the Big Lebowski sweater, but it's also that got, too. It's got um, a water tower, a silhouette of a water tower. Well, that's car. McKinney. That is McKinney. Yes. Yes. But that's not McKinney. No, there are no cacti There's in no McKinney. saguaro in McKinney. Um, they do have a little something written. Son of a beach, this is good. A dash of salt and a splash of lime and our crisp Mexican lager. Salud. My favorite part, though, is right underneath that on the can, it has um, five little circles for three different categories. Salt, which is one out of five. Lime, three out of five. Fiesta, five out of five. Of course it is. Yes. That's pretty good. I I do like this can. I do Um, like the can. It has the basic uh, oval shield that you see on pretty much all Tupps brews. Um... But uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's there's a simplicity, but also uh, kind of a distinct element to the uh, to the can that I really like. Yes. All right, um, let's go to the describing the beers that we drank previously. All right, to the notes. To the notes. So we started with beer number one. Yes. Beer number one. Uh, let me start with this. What stood out? Beer number one was clearly darker in the glass than beers two, three, or four. Yes. Two, three, and four were pretty much in the same color palette. I mean, they were very similar in color, different amounts of haziness, but one was noticeably darker. Yes, noticeably darker. Um, It was good. I liked it both with and without the lime. It had a very, very complex flavor. I noticed the very first thing, and my my notes say this too. It was complex. That first taste, it was complex. More than you were really expecting from a Mexican-style lager, yet it was still very approachable. Yes. I didn't have... It wasn't overwhelming by any means, but it was was more. 
Yes. And I think you you um you didn't like it without or with the lime. Correct? correct. Correct. I liked it both ways, but the lime definitely in this more than the rest of them, the lime impacted. Yes, it changed the flavor more than any of them. I th- I still think and just want to emphasize this with beer number 1 since we don't know what it is yet. It was still very easy to drink and very approachable. How about beer number two, Tuck? Beer number two, uh, to me, it didn't have a lot of flavor. It was the closest to it was it was uh, it was closest to a Corona. It had the same color. Uh, it was very 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 uh, clear. Um, most effervescent. Yes, of the most four. It did have uh, even about what five. Four to five minutes after the pour, it, it still had bubbles coming up. So that one did have the most effer, eff, effervescence. Yes, which again, I could not say the first time we did this. Um, so um, <laughs> thanks for having it, it to just me, a little deeper. Oh, uh, no, so you're going to get that a few more times. Um, In 2023, it had indeed. Um, to me, it didn't change anything to add the line. It's See, I liked it. With, I liked it uh, of the four. Number two is the best when you added the lime compared to what it was without the lime. See, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Um, I thought number two was, was, as Tuck suggested, it was fairly simple. I thought it was, uh, it's the type of beer that I would want when I'm uh, on a Friday after work and I'm sitting down eating chips and salsa. It's, that would be a really good option. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Whereas beer number one might be a little bit better with uh, if I'm having a whole meal. Perhaps. Um, anything I, else uh, stand out with no, uh, beer number two? I, to me, this one didn't stand out much okay. at all. But uh, number three, what did you think? Um, number three, just simply, uh, it was similar in color to number two, but it was a slightly hazier. Yes. Um, number three, it was okay. But I would say this about number three. Compared to beers one, two, and four, it doesn't stand up. It, uh, to me, it uh, didn't stand up to the competition. Beer number three is actually number four on my list. I just thought it wasn't that special. I thought it was very, very simple. And not nearly as clean and crisp as number two, which is what I liked about number two. The one thing that stood out to me is this is the least like a Mexican style lager. Um, it had the lime. It had the salt. And in fact, uh, when we added lime, we both agreed that the lime took away from it. And I think there might have already been a lot of lime in there. And so uh, I created the phrase overlined, which I don't think is a real word. But we'll uh, go with it. Yes. And I, I liked the flavor before the lime, but it was the least Mexican-style lager of the four. I would agree. Which brings us to number four, which to me was the most Mexican-style lager. It was skunky in a good way. It tasted... A lot like the the other ones, it was the most hazy. It was the most hazy following the pour. It was uh, not quite IPA hazy, but compared to the other three, 
It was it was the, very very hazy. The haze was not from from hops. Right, right. Um. So, but I I thought it tasted more like a, a me- the Mexican style lager that I like with that 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 maize flavor. I guess I should say that instead of skunky. But um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was good both with and without the lime. So uh, for me, uh, only three really well. One changed, but I liked it both ways. Would you add mm-hmm. the lime? Two or three? I didn't like. With the lime. With the lime. Uh, two and four, uh, they were basically, to me, the same with or without the lime. So, uh, what did you think of four? Number four was okay. It was, uh, you know, it it was better than number three. It, uh, it did. It tasted fairly, fairly much what you would expect out of a Mexican-style lager. Nothing more, nothing really less. All right. I, I thought it was okay. I really liked it. Um, I To me, you, you said that I think it was number two. You said you would want it with like chips and salsa. Yes. This is the one I would want with uh, chips, uh, cheese dip. Uh, not, not queso, cheese dip. I don't know what that is. Tuck, it's, but... it's cheese dip. It was invented in Arkansas. There is a documentary about it, but we won't get into that right now. Uh, but check it out. It's called On the Golden Road. Turns um, out you are getting into it. Yes, I am, but I'll stop now. So uh, Please do. do you want to share your numbers, or do we want to uh, reveal which one was which first? Uh, no, let's start with revealing how we rank them. All right. Um, so, let's... so let's start beer number four, Tuck. What was your beer number four? All right. Beer number four to me was number two. Uh, it just didn't do much for me. Um, it, it tasted the same with the lime, without the lime, and that taste was just sort of there. Okay. And so, um, now I, you could make the argument, uh, well, actually, what was your final one? My number four was beer number three. All right. I just, I didn't care for it because, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not that it was a bad beer. I still enjoyed beer number three. I enjoy all four of these. Yes. Beer number three did not really feel like a Mexican-style lager. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say three was my second to the last. It was my number three, three. choice. Uh, and the reason why, uh, same thing you said, but at least it had something. And that's why I put it ahead of two. It wasn't the most traditional Mexican-style lager, but it had flavor to me too just was there so that's why i put two uh last and three right after it because it wasn't traditional uh what did you have as my number three number three beer number four beer number four liked it as i said uh but it just wasn't up to the first two the first two stood out, and then there's a gap, then there's beer number three, then there's a gap, then there's beer number, I'm sorry, beer number four, which is the third choice, then my final choice, which is beer number three. So okay. there's, there's a gap between two, the first two, and beer number, the third one, which for me is beer number four, and then there's another gap. And that that's beer number three is last. So. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna come back to beer number four here in a second. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, all right, what was your second choice? My second choice was beer number one. 
And I agree with you. That was mine as well. Good complex flavor. Uh, you said better without the lime. Definitely like better without the lime. Definitely the taste changes once you put the lime in. Now, I liked it both ways. Jim only liked it without. Yeah. So if you get number one, and we don't know what it is yet, um, definitely try it both ways. See which way you like. You know, one of the factors, too, in my evaluation, when I was finally you know, weighing it down, which one goes where, I ultimately decided I don't really put lime in my beer. I do sometimes. And, and so I didn't let that hurt my evaluation for beer number one. And why I chose it second is because without the lime, I thought it was it was very outstanding. It stood out to me. I agree with that. And it, it did have a lot of the traditional uh, flavors. And so number one uh, was your third. Number four. To me, number four was a really good Mexican-style lager. This is what I wanted when we started this. I want one that tastes like a Corona, a Dos Equis, a Soul. And this one had it. It was good with the lime. It was good without the lime. I would love it with Mexican food. I would love it while I'm barbecuing in the backyard. All of this. This is really a good beer. It had flavor. It had complexity. What was your number one? Tuck, it was beer number two. Which was mine. You got it completely wrong. I think you are the one who got it wrong. Number two. nothing. Number two stands out because it's clean. It's crisp. It's very refreshing. It would go so well with just a, a hot salsa. Oh, I could just... I could drink multiple beer number twos. See, I, I feel you're, you're wrong. Uh, four is the one you want with a spicy salsa. Not it, at all. It, it really has that going. And I do want to say this. While this is one of our largest disagreements, and uh, clearly I'm right, um, all four of these beers were good, and I wouldn't turn any of them down um, at any point. Tuck, as I looked at the list on your phone, you had beer number two as ranked number one. No, no, you are incorrect. The second one down is beer number is yeah. Did you just? No, I said beer number one. We said beer number one. We had the same. You ranked beer number one fourth overall. No, I didn't. I ranked beer number two fourth overall. It had no flavor. Oh, I see your ranking. Three. It's, yes, okay. they're going. It's yeah. not. Okay. Normal. It's Arkansas, man. Jim is, Once again. No, I went from first to last on the list. He went from last. No, he no. went also to first to last. No, it's just that I, I was assuming beer number one is first, and that you ranked number fourth of your ranking. It's first ranked, second ranked. You know what? This is really not good podcasting as we look at my phone that you can't see, but um, I'll take a picture of it and post it. On our Facebook page, which we are building um, As for we the speak. yes for the second year, uh, but I will show you that it's it's clear the order that I went in. But anyway, uh, yes, my rankings were number one best beer, number four, number one was the second, three was the third, and the second beer we tried uh, that Jim for some reason liked number one. 
was my least favorite of the four. Jim? So, in terms of how do we rank them overall, I think we have to agree the overall best, per our different tastes, was beer number one. Yeah, I think we both we both had it second. We both had it second. That it's certainly something we could agree upon. It's a very good beer. Yes. Whereas uh, from there we would say beer number four was uh, was probably second. Beer number beer, beer number, number two would be third, and beer number three would be a clear fourth. But I think really this is one we differed. Fairly significantly. Um, fairly significantly. So I think uh, we'll probably just put both rankings and uh, you can decide which one you like. So we're going to take a quick break. And we need to find, out, we're what find out is what was which. So Tuck, we have the numbers. Uh, we now know what each of the four beers that we, uh, we tested, we tried, we liked. And so let's start. What is beer number one? Beer number one was the Cadillac Bandito. From Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum. That is the one we both picked second. We both really enjoyed yes. Cadillac Bandito. That's that's a strong beer. Never had that before. It, it makes sense to me, kind of, because I really do like the Nito Bandito. So uh, I, I feel like this is one I would like. Although, when I was trying to guess them in my head, I did not think this was the Cadillac Bandito. Hmm. So, Beer uh, number two, which... I really enjoyed Tuck, not as much of a fan. I believe I picked this one last. Shiner. You want to try to say the name this time? Oraye. Yes, sure. Perhaps. Um, yes, that was the number two beer was the Shiner. Um, and the thing with Shiner, especially with their specialty beers, is I may not like it this year. And next year when they redo it, it might be my favorite because they, they definitely... they. They're constantly changing. They their their core beers are always the same. So yeah, but this, uh, like I said earlier, I do believe this is new and different from last year's uh, their Mexican style uh, cerveza last year. And so yeah, give it a sh give it a try. If if you don't like it, well, like Tech said, next year's a brand new year. And and honestly, there's nothing offensive about it. I just didn't think it had as much flavor. As the other three. That was my biggest problem with it. Number three, which... Uh, wow, it pains me now. I uh, I rated this one last. Number three is from Rar and Sons, Adios Pantalones. Going into this talk, I said, this is the only one that I had tried. This is my go-to. I love Adios Pantalones. Yes, for about the last year, year and a half, you've been talking about how much you like this one, and it's really great, and... Um, I'm sad. It's okay. It, it happens. It just doesn't... When you put it with all the other ones, it just tastes the least like a Mexican lager. It was still really good. Yeah, that is true. If Just thinking back, it... It a big factor was it just didn't seem like a Mexican style lager, and so maybe that's says something as to why I like it. Maybe there's something else going on. And finally, number four was the Tup Tups Salted Lime. So your number one, Tuck, is from one. McKinney, Texas. Yes, it is. 
which uh, we're going to be trying to go to here. Uh, I believe we're talking about next two. week, hopefully. Yes. So yeah, be looking out for an episode from Tups. I'm really excited Texas. about that. Um, but I really liked this. To me, it was the most traditional tasting. Um, not not Corona traditional, but the more flavorful uh, uh, Mexican style. Uh, so. So there you have it. Really, this is the most disagreement. Uh, we are all over the place, so we can't really say, you know, this was our favorite or not. We we both had. As uh, Tuck finishes up our website, I'm really curious to, to get your favorite. Uh, send that in. You know, share with us on uh, our Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page with not much on it yet, but that is going to change uh, in the next week or so. Uh, from you hearing this. So if you're listening to this a couple of months from now, it's probably already done. Uh, we are going to sit down and do it. We're going to post the pictures and hopefully we'll also have a website going. Um, soon. Very soon. We, we, it is summer now and we actually have a little bit I of have, time. I have hands. a little more time right now than Jim, but it's about to change. We both are going to be able to sit down and do this. Uh, yes. We're also going to be recording some episodes a little more regularly, and so. But we want to thank everyone for listening. Definitely, I, I really enjoyed this. I I forget how much I like Mexican style lager. Yeah, it's it's certainly a summer appropriate beer here yes. in the state of Texas. As we look forward to, we're here in the almost you could almost call it the middle of June, and we're what the forecast is. Uh, it's gonna be a hundred and two tomorrow. Yeah. So it's the perfect time to try a Mexican style lager. And again, if you if you don't like the flavor, uh, try a Michelada version of one. Uh, RAR has one, uh, or you can you know most of the uh, the actual Mexican beers do a Michelada. Um, and if you if so, we normally tell you to support the local breweries, but also Mexican grocery stores have a great different beer selection. And and the meat market was also incredible, uh, but that's a for another day. And Jim's laughing at me, but on that I, I, live, I live down the street from one, and I love going. All right, but on that note, thank you again for listening. All right, have a great, great rest of your day. Yes. Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast. And friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget, we need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well, for they're doing the Lord's work.